0: listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce.
1: Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? to advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense.
0: We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside North Central Massachusetts. We are once again on the road, Travis Condon here from the North Central Mass Chamber, also Kat Deal. Kat, how are you?
2: I'm good. Nice to see everyone today.
0: And we are on the road today, uh, not too far from the studio. We're over at Boulder Drive in Fitchburg at River Sticks Brewing and sitting across from us, we have Jackie Collins. She is the co-owner, co-founder, brewer, and I'm sure we can think of about 10 more titles to add uh, to that, but we'll stick with those three. Jackie, how are you?
2: Great. How are you? Happy to be here. Thank you. Yes, as we said, her title is Fluid. That's for sure.
0: It's interesting to note that as we're recording this, it is National Drink Beer Day. And I want to know, Kat, did you have this planned when you signed up for us to be here today?
2: I did not, although it is absolutely serendipitous that I get to be here on a day that is National Drink Beer Day.
0: Well, we're happy to be here. And Jackie, for folks out there, River Sticks actually underwent a big expansion recently. Let's start off there. Um, You made the decision to really increase the size of your tap room. Tell us all about it.
1: Sure. So we spent the first five years sort of figuring out, you know, do we want to brew beer for the rest of our lives? Do people like what we're making? You know, is this a viable business for us? And after going through a few years of COVID, or at least we were probably, yeah, we're probably two years in, one and a half years in, and figuring out ways to operate all throughout the pandemic and, you know, continuing to have a passion, continuing to have fans that supported us and a community that supported us. We did make the decision that this is what we want to do, and we decided to invest in growing the business. So in December, we added two-thirds more capacity uh, for our production with the ability to expand even further. Um, the design that we have allows us to drop in more capacity as needed. And we started self-distributing beer to the state of Massachusetts, as well as partnering with some distributors in Rhode Island uh, initially, um, and now in New Hampshire as well, and actually now in Massachusetts as well. So we self-distributed for about six months. We went from probably zero accounts, or th- you know, 30 accounts, up to 300 oh in about gosh. six months, and then decided that we would um, partner up with a distributor here in Massachusetts, which we wow. did a little while back.
0: Now, did you think it was gonna take off that quickly?
1: No, and it's grown so much more since then. Um, we really didn't know what to expect, but it was important to us to, to try it ourselves, and to, di- to do the distribution ourselves. We really wanted to learn firsthand what that was gonna be all about. Um, but yeah, we really had no idea what to expect. We we just dove right in like we tend to do and, uh, you know, figured a lot out.
0: And speaking of diving right in, I remember when I first met you, you were telling us that you actually started brewing beer. I think it was your daughter had gone off to college and uh, you and your husband were trying to think of, of a hobby and it became brewing beer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So tell us how this hobby became this business and this expanded business uh, that we're sitting in right now.
1: Yeah, so... We started out brewing beer in the basement as a way for me to take my mind off of the fact that our only child was moving out of the house. Uh, I was really, um, you know, my daughter and I were very close. And when I wasn't working, which is not that often, because I do like to work a lot, um, but when I wasn't working, she was sort of what I spent all my time doing. Mm -hmm. And when she was moving out, I really um, needed to fill that gap with something else and take my mind off the fact that she wasn't going to be there anymore uh, and let her have her freedom and her ability to stretch her legs. So my husband, you know, made a comment one day, you need a hobby. And I said, well, we have a hobby, you know, we like to brew beer, but we're not really able to repeat the beer the way we're doing it. We don't have the right equipment. Maybe I'll start, you know, investigating and reading and looking into how to, uh, get better equipment for brewing, we could do it in our basement, and it sort of spawned from that and became the thing that we did the most while she was away at college.
2: You know, I want to say that I was lucky enough to discover River Sticks pretty early on after you opened, and you brew very specific beers. You started out brewing very specific beers. A lot of the area breweries do IPAs, they do a lot of lagers. You stick with the dark ones, was there a conscious decision about that?
1: We were, we were craft beer fans traveling around the country, drinking a lot of beer, and, you know, we started out, my, my first favorite beer was actually stout. Uh, it was a milk stout at Wachusett Brewing, actually, here locally. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I, you know, I really like this. I couldn't get into the hoppy stuff right away. It's an acquired taste, and it just tasted like dish soap to me. Uh, so, you know... Uh, my husband was actually really into the IPAs first, and I would make all these faces. I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's just not good. Uh, until you have one good hoppy one, and, and when that happened, uh, yeah, it turned everything around for me. <laughs> but we, I think it was just because my first passion was stout, and uh, my first recipe was a stout. It was a Russian imperial stout called Raya Darkness.
2: Still a, um, held a very nice place in my heart. It's a delicious beer. Yeah. Thank you. It is. And now you've expanded to many more things than just beer. Oh, yeah.
1: So what are all
2: you guys serving now and brewing? Gosh, uh, we serve beer.
1: We have seltzer. We have slushies in our tap room, So we usually run one or two different slushy beverages. We have a soft-serve ice cream machine that has beer in that. (laughs) We also now expanded to a Sunday brunch with uh, our favorite food partner here in Fitchburg. Uh, Props to Finicky Fork. Uh, in Fitchburg. Hey, Dawn, you're awesome. Uh, but Dawn's coming now on Sundays. We're doing brunch and we've decided to add brunch cocktails. So we're doing beer cocktails on Sunday now.
0: I love it. So for a business and, and a brewery, I know craft beer is very popular right now. There's a number of breweries in the area. You mentioned slushies and ice cream. Uh, how important is it to try things that are kind of out of the box and creative like that to, to remain competitive here in North Central Massachusetts?
1: Strangely enough, I'm not sure it helps us to be competitive, but it really helps us to be interested in what we're doing every day. Uh, You know, we are creative people and we like to keep a creative energy going here. So uh, from a competitive perspective, we've learned that we really have to have this sort of, you know, same thing that they can expect all the time uh, so that people have something to count on. But then, and maybe that's the larger volume You know, But then we still want to remain creative. So we're always looking for ways to keep ourselves engaged and try new things.
0: Speaking of trying new things, uh, Kat was mentioning during the pandemic, you were actually kind of at the forefront in making sure that folks uh, were able to still get their precious beers uh, that they love so much. Can you tell us more about that? And, And Kat, I know you have some additional insight on this.
2: Well, I just remember coming with the Community Leadership Institute and Jackie informing everybody how she was... Such a mover and a shaker for that to happen, and I thought we got to share that story. Yeah, so our brewery
1: was really looking forward to some new regulations that were coming out to help businesses to get through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They were trying to give us more options for selling in different ways, just to help us stay above uh, above water, you know. And we heard through our, our Massachusetts Brewers Guild. Hey, Katie, thank you guys. You're amazing. Um, but through the Guild, we were constantly hearing about what regulations were coming and what we were working on and what, you know, what we needed to talk to our local politicians about. Uh, and one of those things was about shipping beer. And we were really intrigued with shipping beer. And we thought we were going to hop in our delivery truck and we were going <laughs> to drive beer all over the state. And it was going to be a different thing for us. Um, but then the, the actual regulations came down. And when we read them there was a restriction. Uh, it was 192 ounces per delivery, which is roughly a couple of four-packs. Yeah. And we thought, oh, my gosh, this is devastating. We were looking forward to this, and now it, it didn't make sense. It, we're like, we're not going to drive in the van and deliver one four-pack or three <laughs> four-packs. You know. So we, we didn't really like that. We didn't want to break the rules and do more. We wanted to find a way to still do it, so... We started investigating. Um, we had we have the best friend in UPS. His name is Adam. I always talk about him on these things, and I know that him and his wife will probably listen to this. I really just saw him like a couple of weeks ago. He used to be here all the time. He was our UPS guy. Uh, he now has a cushy route somewhere else, so we don't have him anymore. But <laughs> he still visits, but anyway. Um, you know, we were we were trying to think of a way around it. We saw I saw his face kind of gleaming as he walked through the door, and I thought, what about UPS? And we started looking into it, and we found out that the law would allow us to deliver beer through UPS, so we didn't have to hop in our van. And we also found out that you know a customer could order multiple packages of 192 ounces, so if they wanted to. They could get a couple of packages, a couple of deliveries, if they wanted more than three, four packs, or they could order one, two, three, whatever they wanted. So it really opened the door uh, for us to be able to achieve del- delivery without, um, you know, sacrificing labor and, and time the way that we thought.
2: Oh yeah, so. Also, part of that, you just when you were talking about the Mass Brewers Guild, you said Katie. Mm. So I just want to mention that I know, although it is becoming more popular, when you started out as a brewer, there were very few women brewing beer. Yeah. How do you find that now? Is it changed? Yeah. (laughs) There are some real trailblazers uh, that are still in the industry, and I've been
1: fortunate enough in this region to meet several of those impressive women, and not just in the region. I mean, everywhere around the world, women have been involved in brewing. Actually, women were some of the first involved in brewing, you know, very way back. But here in American Craft Beer, um, you know, it just grows and grows. Uh, the Pink Boot Society in Boston is a huge chapter. A couple of years ago, I think we were the biggest chapter. Uh, it, and the number of women in brewing is, is just immense at this point. I meet new women all the time that are brewing beer and, and making creative things. And, you know, it's a pretty equal industry. Uh, maybe not quite equal all the way, but there's a lot more women involved now than there were, you know, let's say 10 years ago. Yeah,
0: and you're actually able to get your daughter uh, involved. And what's that like for you to know that you started this when your daughter was going off to college and now she's back here getting into the brew business too?
1: Yeah, well, it was an objective. I mean, selfish mom, right? (laughs) I I figured (laughs) I didn't want to give her a job right out of college because I wanted her to go experience some different, jobs. And, you know, eventually I thought she'll be ready to come join us. And uh, it happened sooner than I thought, actually, but I couldn't be happier to have her here running sales and distribution and helping in the back of house. She actually is one of the the few people here that brews as well. She's helped with brewing
2: quite a bit. Well, she's very Mm multi-talented. We we at the chamber are very fond of Desiree Mm -hmm. and we miss her as she uh, used to be our membership person might have took her away from. The you chamber. might have taken her back, know. but that's okay. It's family, right? It's all in family. And
0: I think that means that we can take a little bit of credit for helping to get her ready to come back to River Sticks.
2: <laughs> you did. You helped round off
1: that experience <laughs> that I was looking for her to get. So thank you. It was but such a supportive environment.
2: It, and and you know I have to say that uh, she will always be part of the chamber family. We I just saw her on Saturday. She was over at Oktoberfest and Gardner, but. And that brings up something else that I wanted to talk about, and that's your ties to the community and your passion for the community. Um, You know, that is the Oktoberfest was over by Moonhill Brewing, and yet you guys were up because you thought you had a pop up, and because it is a tight knit community in general. It was a huge objective for me
1: personally uh, and my husband to. We didn't just want to open a brewery. We wanted to open a community center. We wanted to be a place that was family friendly and pet friendly and helped a community to better itself. And I remember when we were looking for a location, we looked at a couple of different locations, but I don't see how you could turn away from the city of Fitchburg. It, it has beautiful bones and beautiful people and so many people that are working hard to make improvement and we see it every single day. And I'm just so glad to be here and be part of this community, North central mass, the greater community is just really impressive. Uh, the things that we've achieved and there's also so much opportunity. And so Desiree does stay involved in the community as part of her job. And, uh, I've actually become more involved as well. I've taken a board position with the North central mass chamber recently. So I'm very excited about that. And, um, Involved in a couple of other committees as well,
0: and I noticed that you know there's often fundraisers here, and whether it's a cornhole tournament for a local Rotary or other events, it seems like um, River Sticks has now become a big place uh, where you can help raise money for some great causes.
1: Yeah, from the beginning, actually, uh, we focused our fundraising efforts around local communities. So if it was a Fitchburg cause, a Fitchburg business, or you know, the more local, the better. Um, and then some of them just pull on our heartstrings It's just certain things, you know, <laughs> pets and animals and you know, certain things that no matter where they are, we, we, we want to help as many people as possible. But we do from the beginning, we've, we've tried to focus our um, efforts as close as the closer, the better. And on our website, we have a form where people can ask to get a charitable donation of, of one form or another. There, there's a form there. So... Any locals that are looking for some sort of charitable donation, hold an event here, you know, we're, we're going to be most excited about this stuff right here in our backyard.
0: Right now we are going to take a break. We'll be right back on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast chatting with Jackie Cullen of River Sticks Brewing. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Connon with Cat Deal and joining us on location as we take our podcast series on the road. We've got Jackie Cullen at River Sticks Brewing on Boulder Drive in Fitchburg. And you mentioned the word creative several times when you were talking about brewing and starting River Sticks. And I think of the live music that folks have here. And if you look at the wall, actually, when you come in, there's several local artists. Can you tell us how important it was to kind of incorporate that art and music as well into the River Sticks experience?
1: Yeah. Uh, my husband loves music and he loves sourcing musicians. I mean, when we were first dating, he would find this next up and coming artist and we would go see them in a concert and then next thing you know, you know, six months later, they're on TV or something. He, he's always sort of really liked to follow musicians as they're coming through and pick out his own sort of talent. So I have to give him full credit for everything we're doing here with music. He, uh, he's a, he has a passion for it. And likewise, I have a passion for art. I mean, I always used to doodle when I was a kid. I, I still love to draw I've done a few things artistically on the labels, although really most of the label work is, is Ryan Normile, who does all of our labels and runs one of our shifts in the back of house and brews beer and so many other hats. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just love art, and to, and I had a vision for this place, and the vision included. Initially, I thought it would be chalkboard walls and an ever-changing tapestry that the college students would come because I know there's a lot of art in Fitchburg and the college and Ashburnham has an excellent art program the Barry's used to run that program my daughter came through I don't know if they still do but I mean there's just so much great art here Cushing Academy is an excellent art uh, school as well so there's just a lot of art and I and I love art and so I thought it would be this ever-changing tapestry of local artists on like a chalkboard wall and when i met the artists that i selected for the project they had other ideas and i and i wanted to hear their ideas and i loved their ideas so basically they wanted to put some permanent art on these walls and i'm really glad we did
2: yeah if you've not been to river sticks it is worth the trip not only for the amazing beer not only for the people that work here but the art on the walls it's quite incredible is it always being added to jackie it's Yeah, it's not done. <laughs> yeah, right? Because faces have come into, like, uh, you know, they're clearer now. There's some things clearer on some of the walls from when the opening happened.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we've had artists in here. Um, Matt Brooks, come back here and do some more art. <laughs> um, but, and Frank Gallagher, and, you know, I mean, Curtis Wright. Okay, so... Uh, Jeff Abishan's been a big part of the artwork, you know. Just we've had these great artists who are really part of the family. Tyler Hathaway. I, mean, I don't want to forget anybody. Um, you know, there's a lot of local artists that ha- had come and submitted portfolios to us in the very beginning, and you know they wanted to make this place really cool, and they really did. And and we still offer to them, you know, if you want to come in and do some more, you know, it's sort of like an open invitation. They can come and paint and drink beer for free and. Uh, anytime we're open, you know, interact with customers. So yeah, they're adding to it. We're not, we're not done yet. No, you're not.
2: It's always changing. And
0: in addition to that artwork, I know you've also got prints up uh, from these individual artists as well. Did you always envision you were going to have kind of an artist space for that kind of arts economy too?
1: I mean, it came, came from the project. So, you know, when we were opening the brewery, we really didn't have a ton of money, but I wanted to make sure that there was a lot of upside for them. So I said, look, you know, I'll, pay, I'll buy all their materials, you know, we'll supply food and drinks and stuff. And then, you know, but I want to make sure you have an opportunity to also make money in the long term. So I gave them all the opportunity to make their own little artist space here in the tap room. Uh, and some of them have capitalized on that. In fact, Jeff Abichon does quite well with his prints. Monique used to um, have some prints in here that she did really well as, as well financially with those. People really loved them. She took them down recently, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, going a different direction with her art. Uh, Curtis has prints on the wall. Frank has prints on the wall. So yeah, I think pretty much Matt, Matt never did it. Um, Ralphie Void, uh, who worked with Matt, on the on the mural to the immediate left when you walk in he never uh, put prints up but I do stay in contact with him um, you know uh, Matt has come in and done caricatures sometimes he'll come in here and make caricatures of, of folks in the likeness of the mural so like <laughs> a blue body and they can say how did you die and you know they can make up how they died and then he'd draw in a caricature you know them into the mural essentially yeah, yeah. how did you develop the logo Yeah, so when we were first homebrewing, I drew on a chalkboard uh, a version of that. It was, you know, sort of like a Belgian monk looking uh, robe on the ferryman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And the original version actually looked more like the Grim Reaper. It had the weapon and it was on sort of like a Viking boat because I didn't know that was, it had like a dragon head and a tail, but it was pretty similar. And I met, Tyler Hathaway, who is a local artist from Ashburnham, went through the art program and that fabulous art program in Ashburnham. His mother is artistic. They're just a really great artistic family. And uh, Tyler uh, took on the project to create the logo digitally, and he did some work. And he basically came back and said, hey, you know, I mean, actually, that boat is Viking. And really, that's sort of like the Grim Reaper Um, you know versus like the ferryman had a lantern so he sort of brushed it up and made it into that
2: and that is what it is well i'll tell you you've ran with it because there's lanterns hanging from the ceilings if you buy a flight here you're going to get it in a ferryman boat and uh, all the touches were uh, you you got every point when it came to that if the look is the look is continuous
0: and the uh, the beer names as well yes stay along with that river sticks that underworld theme how did that first begin
1: we did a lot of research in the early days, you know. We were home brewing for several years, and at the same time, our accountant was like, why are you spending so much money on beer? And we said, well, eventually we might want to make this a business. He convinced us in 2015 to get our LLC well before we opened this place. We opened here in 2017, and under the research and development <laughs> arm, um, you know, we, we did a bunch of traveling, and we asked brewers, you know, If you could tell a future brewer of yourself, you know, one thing that you wish you knew before you started, what would it be? And uh, sometimes I'd ask for three things, depending how busy they are. Uh, And we just started kind of collecting a list. And a lot of the brewers that I spoke to said they wished they had a marketing direction. They wished they had, you know, some sort of a direction towards how they would name their beers or how they would market the beer. So, you know, when we did developed the name for the brewery, we kind of did it all as one um, objective to have a focused way of marketing the products and naming
0: them. But I guess the big question is, what made you go with that underworld theme?
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So we live on a road that starts as River Styx Road for about four blocks, and then it changes name on the side that we live on. but so River Styx Brewing was the was the start of yeah. the naming, and then then from there because we were brewing in our basement and we had the name River Styx Brewing. That same chalkboard sign that I drew actually had like an overarching thing that said "Welcome to the Underworld" because it was in our basement. So when we were down there, I had this little sign that greeted you when you came in: "Welcome to the Underworld," and that's what I wanted here. In fact, for the first couple of years the first wall that you saw walking in, which is now a mural, it used to just say in red, welcome to the underworld and like huge bond.
0: How instrumental was the city of Fitchburg and, and the Redevelopment Authority? You've been here in this one spot with the Redevelopment Authority me and Donahue. What's that support been like?
1: Yeah, well, we didn't always think it would be in Fitchburg. Originally, we thought it would be in Ashburnham. <laughs> you know, we were like thinking we would open it in Ashburnham. But, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of property there that really met the criteria. We had pages of criteria. So we had some trouble. And so we looked around the region. But once we determined, you know, Fitchburg was the place, uh, even as we were trying to determine what is the place, um, we were heavily supported by people in the town, you know, the mayor of the town and um, so many different um, folks in the town, including the FRA. You know, we were provided with a lot of different resources really early on. And without that, we never would been able to do this. And the Fitchburg Redevelopment Authority continues to support us as our landlord, um, as does the chamber and Mass MassDev. Um, huge shout out to them. They've been extremely supportive. And the mayor and, you know, all the committees here, all of the regulation entities, you know, have continued to improve. I mean, I know that there have been challenges over the years, but they continue to improve. And, and I really think everything's going in the right direction. And you know, we've, we've, we've continued to provide, or be, we've continued to receive support uh, from our community from the very beginning.
0: And I know you've been a client of the development corporation of the chamber. You mentioned mass development. For people out there that are considering starting a business, how crucial is it to reach out to those resources and, and take advantage of those resources that are out there?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, unless you're super wealthy and you just have these big, deep pockets and you want to just throw money at something, or maybe you know exactly what you're doing. But, you know, if you're trying to follow a dream and maybe you don't know everything you need to know, I mean, they're the best resources there are. You have to go tap into that.
2: Yeah. Well, they know what they're doing. And I just want to say I'm so glad that we got to be here on National Beer Drinking Day to uh, celebrate um, here at River Sticks, And I'm so glad that you chose to be in Fitchburg. We're gonna have to crack some beers. We're gonna have to crack a beer.
0: You can, because I can be your sober driver. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Jackie, is there anything coming up that's coming up on your events calendar? Oh my gosh, I would be talking for, 10 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. We've just getting we're getting
1: more and more with, with the, with the growth. Um, you know, it's just more and more. It seems like every weekend we're in three different places. Uh, we're looking forward to Beervana in Rhode Island. It's an upcoming beer fest that I'm pretty excited about. Um, We have a couple more um, beer events at Wachusett Mountain, which we're very excited about. Such a great place to serve beer. Uh, We may be doing a beer fest uh, with the Milk Room in Rutland, so stay tuned. I'm hoping we can pull that off. Maybe um, some things here in the tap room to keep your eyes open on social media is our annual Day of Darkness, a celebration of stouts. If you've never done it before and you love stouts, I mean... We just put so many of them on tap, and it's just beautiful. It's like beautiful, heaven. Beautiful I mean, weekend. it's underground.
2: It's heaven underground. It's a beautiful weekend. It's it the is.
1: darkness. You want to celebrate those stouts. And then um, Halloween. Halloween's a pretty big deal, so watch social media for the um, Halloween parade. We'll be there with Joe Bowen and Sam, and um, the whole committee there for the dog park will be you know, throwing – festivities here, maybe serving some candy downtown, yeah. Halloween's our big season.
2: I bet. I bet.
0: And again, follow River Sticks Brewing on social media. I know you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, all those different channels. Uh, For those who are tuning in right now, we've been chatting with Jackie Cullen, the co-owner brewer, co-founder, and about 20 other titles here at River Sticks Brewing, located on Boulder Drive here in Fitchburg for myself, Travis Condon, and Cat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Inside North Central Massachusetts you've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes on Podbean, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.